Learn the most empowering hiring techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with your host, Rick Gerard. Do you ever wonder why a small percentage of people respond to your recruiting emails? The answer is simple. There's nothing in it for them. So especially if the person you're trying to recruit is already working. Now let's be honest, selling people on what we need only attracts people who are actively looking. And 99% of all messages sound the same. Here's why we are great, this is what we need, this is what we offer, skills you must have, ending with the hurdles that you have to leap in order for you to talk to us. To gain higher response rates and attract the people that you need to respond, you must first change your positioning. Starting with answering the question, what's in it for them? above and beyond the paycheck. I'm Rick Gerard and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and executives win-win the strongest people by sharing insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, game changers, and industry leaders like our guest today, Mr. Dustin Reekman. Now, Dustin is the founder of Simple Success Coaching. He is also a partner in Fire Creek Snacks and a strategic marketing coach who helps mission-driven entrepreneurs rapidly increase profits, and massively grow their network using a partnership marketing system, which makes Dustin the perfect expert for today's topic. Dustin, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Rick, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Today, we're going to talk about messaging. I know that you're really good at this, and it's something that I've gone through ebbs and flows because it's always changing, right? So we're going to talk about recruiting messaging or messaging to gain a response from somebody. And then we're going to talk about how to write a cold email. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. So let's talk about the little bit of the challenge today and messaging. What I'm finding is that you've got to get somebody's attention real quickly, and it's got to be short and sweet and to the point to get somebody to respond. And I'm also finding that you've got to send multiple emails over and over and over again just to get somebody to respond. But I'm also getting better responses from text messages or phone calls than I am from email. What do you see? Uh, yeah, the same. So I've seen this from a couple different perspectives and we're gonna talk about the application of these same ideas for recruiting emails primarily. Um, but you know, as a Fire Creek Snacks partner and the, the CMO there, I've done a lot of the same activity on the marketing side. So things like pitching podcasts or pitching other collaborations with partners, it's all the same process though, right? And I've absolutely seen the same thing. It's really low response rates. It's like a lack of engagement. People basically just ignore you, blow you off. But as a brand owner, of course, I receive a ton of these emails or, or LinkedIn messages, et cetera. And it's really obvious why, because they're horrible, right? So, yeah. so I think this, this is kind of a low bar that we're going to jump over today. And then we're going to talk, you know, maybe a little more advanced strategy about uh, how to really take this to the next level. But the, uh, the playing field out there is pretty poor. I read the first paragraph because I get tons of email too, just like you do. And it's always something about how great their company is. Like, hi, I'm Joe. I work for XYZ and you should talk to us because of X. And I don't have that problem and nor am I interested in you, Joe. Thank you, bye. Yeah, I'm Joe. Do you have time for a 15 minute Zoom call this afternoon? It's like, no, I like, don't <laughs> even know who you are. Yes, I yeah. just got 15 minutes lying around for <laughs> you, for sure. And I'd be a little worried if somebody said, yeah, sure, I've got 15 minutes this afternoon. That means I've got nothing going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these are the problems I see on this end. On 
my outreach, I usually keep it to like a paragraph to two paragraphs, short and sweet and to the point. And I try to load with value. I think that's the biggest problem that I see is that nothing that I see is different than anything else, or, nor does it really engage a problem that I have or anything that's even interesting to me. Yeah. And actually, I mean, I, I think length is important, but to your point earlier, it's really, it's, it's like writing good copy. If anyone's written sales pages or landing pages for their products or services, it's really about being engaging and you can have more content in a single message, or you can break it up, you know, into smaller ones. But the, the key is that engagement factor. And I think, uh, and really the template or the the structure that I wanted to share today as, we're, as we get into the details, it is a little longer form content, but the way I view it and the way I work with clients is like, let's set this as your base template or your, your, your go-to template. And then as appropriate, you can take this piece and put it in the first message, this piece over here, and you can use it in different ways. But I still think having a core structure and, and some of these key strategies and, and components that we're going to talk about is, is important, even if it may appear like this is really long, who would read this? Uh, the, the results have bore out that people will read it if it's written the right way. I would agree. And you always have to like take sections and move them around. I came up with a format that worked for me. And the reason why it worked for me is because I flipped the whole thing upside down of what you normally see from a job description. That's what people usually send out is, sure. hey, here's my job description. And let me know if you're interested. That's their email that they send out. So, and again, if you look at it, it's always about, it's me, 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 me. Let me tell you more about me. I don't know if you've ever ran into that person who you have a conversation with and the whole time they're talking about themselves. Yes. Yeah. All the time. Drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But that's what I feel like a lot of email messaging is. You want to get text messages sometimes. They're shorter, but it's like, hey, I work with XYZ and we solve this problem. We should talk. Yeah. And, it's, and that's one of the core things, right? Is being leading with what's a win for the recipient. Like that's all they care about. And whether it's, doesn't matter if they're, getting a text message, a DM, an email, hearing a podcast, like the only reason people are tuned in is because of the radical self-interest. And they're like, how am I going to benefit from spending any time or attention on this? And so that's really the whole point of, of this, you know, this, what should be a common sense strategy that's actually pretty unique in, in the world that we live in today. My last thought on this is that if you give no value, expect no response. Yeah. Exactly. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Hey, check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find additional content and resources and your link to ordering your copy of Healing Career Wounds, which will help your company catapult to hiring success. Our guest today is Dustin Reekman. He is founder of Fire Creek Snacks, and he's also a marketing genius. <laughs> Sure. I'll take it. <laughs> We're talking a little bit about messaging. So we just talked a little bit about why it's important to start thinking about doing messaging differently. Let's break into like what we need to be able to do to get somebody to respond. Yeah, to give listeners context. So I first started doing this for our Fire Creek Snacks brand, primarily, for, like I said, for par marketing partnerships. And let's just call it podcast guest appearances is, is a really simple application of this. Then in doing that a lot, I grew this whole coaching business and do a bunch of marketing strategy with other founders and entrepreneurs. So I've then been able to use it in all of their industries. So it's, it is really through a lot of blood, sweat and tears that this template or these like specific tactics have come up as effective. And I've seen them work in a lot of different industries. And I'm very confident, although I'm not a recruiter, that in any kind of 
you know, recruitment scenario that this will get the candidates attention and get them to at least engage. It doesn't mean they're obviously going to be the right fit, but at least get their attention and get them to respond. And that's really the whole intent of this message. Let's talk about kind of setting up the structural components, because I think what is the best way to find somebody like how do we set up ourselves for success in reaching out to people? Yeah. So the way I look at this is basically five pieces or five steps. Again, we're going to talk about kind of a master email, which we'll talk afterwards about different ways to apply the same content, even if it's not sending it all in one single message, although that's often what we do. Uh, so the five components that we'll go through and, and give some examples. One is the direct email address of the recipient that you're trying to reach. That's uh, surprisingly important for some people. They don't realize that a really solid, curious, you know, curiosity inducing subject line, because the whole idea is to get them to pay attention and want to open this email. The third, and probably the most important out of, I'd say that these next two are the most important, relational anchors, and we can define what that is. That's that opening paragraph though. And then going directly right after that into what's the win for that recipient. So leading with that value, making it obvious that you have something that they really would benefit from. And then the last, the fifth, is a really simple but clear call to action. Let's talk about direct email address. I love how you laid these out. We're looking at personal email addresses, correct? Absolutely, if possible, right. Okay. Yeah, what we're trying to avoid, just to be clear, like I want Rick at, even if it's your company name, I still want Rick's email rather than podcast at or contact at, because those all have gatekeepers associated with them. Well, and if you're recruiting, like you want a person's personal email address, you don't want their work address because that can be monitored and can cause, if it is monitored, then somebody can pull it and get that person in trouble and then they will never call you back. Right, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So how do we find email addresses? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of tools. I know you and I have chatted. Uh, one that I use a lot is hunter.io. That's gonna probably be a little more on the corporate side. You know, someone's company name, their website name. Um, which may or may not be applicable, again, depending on, on how you're trying to recruit. I know you've got some other tools like that. Um, the other thing I do often is, it, it's really pretty simple sounding, but people overlook it, is social media profiles. A lot of times, whether it be Instagram, if they have a YouTube channel, uh, LinkedIn, very often that you can get access to their personal email in a forward-facing way there. Of course, there's scraping tools and there's other tools to kind of get behind the scenes uh, contact information. But if someone, especially if they have a fairly unique name, it's pretty easy to find my email address because it's Dustin Reekman. There's not a lot of us. And so, you know, if the high level of confidence, if you get a Gmail with my, something like my name and, and it, it it's came from a search query or off of social media, you've got a really solid email address. If you're looking for people, you're going to most likely find them on LinkedIn. Yeah. And there's tools that actually lay over the top of LinkedIn. The two that I use, one's called Chatterworks and then another one's called Swordfish. And basically, when you click on a person, it just shows whether or not it has their email address, phone number, or anything like that. And it's a pay-per-click service. You open it up, it gives you their contact information, and yay, now you've got it to put in your database. Yep, those are great tools. It definitely helps get through to the right person and, and gets away from the... You don't want any gatekeepers, especially when you're recruiting. For sure. And I was going to say this kind of towards the end is more of a a ninja tactic. We'll just throw it in here because Ooh, I like ninja tactics. It, it, it could apply in general, but it really applies, especially if you can't get their personal email address, but say you're connected to them on LinkedIn or you, you know, their Instagram handle to send a very short personal video that basically asks for their permission to send them an email. So, Hey Rick, I really admire the work that you're doing over at XYZ company. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with our company, but 
I have something I think would be really interesting for you. With your permission, I'd love to shoot you an email with a little more information. And if you personalize it and you actually take 30 seconds to record a video, shoot that to them in their message, you're going to get a very high acceptance rate for that. And then they'll just say, yeah, send it to me. Here's my personal email. So that, that's another tactic you can use. I use that on text messages. Okay, yeah. But I'll send a text message and say, hey, look at I'm trying to get in touch with you. Would it be okay if I sent you an email? And when could I expect your response? Which that's great. And that's more scalable. But obviously, if you've got like an A, a, a plus recruit that you really want to get a hold of and you're frustrated that you can't get their contact, if, you, if you're comfortable, a lot of these tools natively have video. You can hop on a mic like this, 30 seconds. There's a lot of other tools, obviously, to, to capture short videos and, and share them in the DMs. And that's that's the key. All right, let's talk subject line because this is always a heated debate among people. Yeah. I mean, I've used a couple that like have been phenomenal and then I use it like on a different group of people and it just crashes and burns. Yeah. I don't know if it's the subject line, it could be the content too, right? It just depends. Yeah. So subject line is probably second only to relational linkers. I'd say this is where I, this is the part I enjoy the most because you can get pretty creative and, and it's probably the biggest hurdle. I mean, you know, they're going to, if you get their email address, they're maybe curious about who it's from, but subject line, they're going to, you know, they're going to look at first. So in the, in a kind of a universal application for podcast guesting, the thing I've done a ton of, I'll use like episode number, you know, one, two, five or whatever, like a, an actual episode number, because Again, I'm thinking about what's the mindset of the person receiving this. They're going to see that and think this person has a question, maybe wants to sponsor an episode, maybe wants to be a guest, like whatever it is. Like, there, But there's something specific about this episode that I created, and you're going to be very curious to see what they want. So in a recruiting sense, that may be referencing some specific personal detail about them, making sure you're not creepy. But, you know, maybe like they have a really specialized title or their alma mater from college or you, you've seen they posted on LinkedIn about their favorite football team and you pick up on that and you're like, go Bulldogs or whatever, you know? Um, so the, there's a lot of, the, the key is to make it curiosity inducing, make it as personal as possible. Um, I've got a short story. I, my, one of my favorites, and this is kind of a one-time use only. And you had, I, I don't know that I would use it for recruiting. Maybe you would. Uh, I had a subject line that was dog poop. <laughs> and you're like, what in the world is that? And it was actually the very first podcast I ever pitched. And it was back in the summer of 2020. We were on lockdown. My kids were trying to start a business in our neighborhood. And they had this idea they would do like a pooper scooper business. And uh, this this podcast was called Side Hustle Nation. And I knew I could get on there and tell a great story about Fire Creek and how and how we how we grew that business kind of with guerrilla marketing. So I said dog poop. Then immediately it was like, hey, Nick, I you know, love your show and, and referenced a specific episode. And in this case, I actually took a picture of my daughter looking at a computer screen with his podcast episode up. And it was a podcast about starting a pooper scooper business. And I basically said, my kids, you know, are using this and we're really appreciative. Um, and then, then I transitioned into what I could offer his show with my own story. But yeah, so I don't know, dog poop, you know, that's, that's, there's some risk with that, but you'll definitely get someone's attention. You know what, to this day, the highest responder that I get is I just put real quick. Yeah. Like real quick. Yeah. And I've used some pretty, one of the best emails that I used was how's my telepathy? Like I have a whole kind of theme around that. But it's funny because if I send that to like an engineer or something like that, nothing. Yeah. But what I did find is that when you dig into somebody's work that they did, not at their current company, but their prior company, if, it, if they're fairly accomplished, and it just requires that you dig and you find, then I use that as your work with XYZ, question about Bing, whatever it might be. 
usually get opens. Yeah, I'm thinking back where this would be really applicable in my career. I was an engineer for a long time. And uh, of course, I always got recruiting emails. And I also had a team of 20 people. So I was recruiting back in back in those days. But thinking like I had a really a real specialty as a traffic engineer. So a recruiter would have been something like signals flashing or uh, you know, is, is this, is this safe or something like that? Like, I'm going to be thinking, oh, this is a, this is a, something that they need help or there's like a professional outreach about my career. And it was specific enough that it wasn't just like engineering or engineering search or whatever, you know, which is mostly what people would throw out is just like really generic stuff that gave me no incentive to open it. There's that fine line though, too, where I did get yelled at once because I used the subject line and they thought it was very misleading. Like I was. Okay. Or maybe it was too clickbaity or too salesy. Sure. Yeah. Subject line is kind of a tricky thing. I sometimes send emails out with no subject line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good tactic. I do like on LinkedIn. I, I do a lot of connection requests on LinkedIn with no with no content, and I actually get a very high acceptance rate. Now, I'm typically only trying to connect with people that would see a reason to connect with me. Yeah. But I, I find that unless I have a really compelling reason to put a message, it's actually better not. So yeah, I think a blank subject line is worth testing. What are relational anchors? Talk to me about what those are. This is your opening? Yeah, so this is basically the subject line gets them to open. This is getting them to read the first sentence and really the first paragraph in total. Relational anchors are simply things of points of commonality, if you can find those. Um, so that could be we're both in Illinois or, you know, you run, uh, I, I see that you and your wife are engaged with whatever ministry, like that's a passion of mine too. Something that immediately lets them know you're not just like a random stranger from the internet, right? Like you've spent some amount of time to know something about them. And so that's the first step. That's what a relational anchor is. And then I like to transition in the second or third sentence to really flattery. So this is, hey, I really admire that you did this or like in the podcast example. And so this is where you get the subject line to be consistent with the next step. So the dog poop, and immediately he can read that you help my kids start this business around that subject. So it's not cheeky and it's not like you said disjointed but it does Episode have to be 209 true. then it's like a takeaway i got flattery this is so helpful and like or, or i really admire you got this award or you got this degree you're you were recognized as a forbes 30 under 30 like and tell why that's meaningful to you like i really admire that a passion of mine is mentoring younger you know uh, people when they get out of college i'm sure that you know so like but that's it that's a relational anchor it's this is personal to you. I've done some level of research to know what you care about and to have some kind of per point of commonality to get you to be like, okay, yeah, like I I'm now open to hearing what this person has to say. I get these emails sometimes for the show. I loved your episode with so-and-so. It was so insightful. Yeah. And that was it, right? Like you could tell they totally just bullshitted it. Yeah. You really have to put in the work if you're going to use those things, that type of an anchor. Yeah, I got one today that was like, hey, I hope you had this, some event I was on on LinkedIn. And it was like, I hope you really enjoyed your time with blah, 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 like long title event, very unnatural way to, <laughs> to, to approach me. And then it was like, we help people with events. Would you like to help? You know, and it's like, okay, delete. Um, but if, it would, if they would have said, hey, you're on this event with so-and-so, I thought that your point about partnership marketing was really insightful and it's something that I've been more, I've been really curious about how to get on podcasts for like whatever I was talking about. Like, And again, all the things I'm talking about take a little more effort and they take a little more work. Yeah. But these aren't 
typically going to be like mass blast emails. These are personal recruiting or solicit solicitations um, for partnerships. And, and it's worth a little bit of extra work because instead of getting a 5% response rate, you can get an 80% response rate. And that's where it should be. If, if you're going to send an email, you should be expecting an 80% success rate. Yes. Yep. And we see that. I always like to lead with an opener where I'm trying to provoke somebody's thought or make them laugh or cry. Yeah. That's kind of my thing. If I can kind of maybe shock and awe somebody. If you can make them cry with the first sentence of an email, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> well, I've never made them cry yet, but you know, <laughs> uh, I use this one. It was my telepathy email where I talk about, I know you've been eagerly anticipating my email, but I just received your telepathic message. So I apologize for taking so long to get back to you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I've gotten a lot of like really, ha ha, that was funny. Or it took you long enough. Like you get some cheeky responses back at least. Sure. Yeah. But a res at least you're getting a response. So you can go from there. Yeah. Exactly. So what are the key points for these relational anchors? Um, well, like I said, personalized, um, something that connects back to the subject line, I think is important so that they can see really quickly that it wasn't clickbaity and it was legit. And something that personal it just personalizes, I guess that's the big word I keep saying, but personalizes the experience. It becomes a human to human. It doesn't feel like a mass email. It feels like one human sent it to another human. And there's at least enough knowledge about each other or about the recipient that it conveys enough trust to keep reading. Because the next thing we want to talk about is what's in it for the recipient. And this is really what they should mostly care about. They won't get there if you don't have a good subject line and a good relational anchor in the opener. Exactly. Let's talk about the next piece, the clear win. Yeah, the clear win. So um, again, if I'm going back to my, my bread and butter, if I'm going to be on a podcast, I, I want to show that host exactly what value I'm going to give them and their audience, because that's what they care about, right? And so compelling bullet point format is what I like to go with, you know, maybe three to four bullets. And they're like, again, compelling, curiosity inducing, like, oh, that's really interesting. You know, like how Fire Creek Snacks sold seven figures of snacks in their first year of business without paid ads. Like, and if you're on a marketing podcast, you're like, really? Like, I got to hear this story, you know? And like, but th that's really what you're going for. And same thing with recruiting. It's like, what's in it for the recipient? Why would they want to know more about this position? What's special about your company? Uh, what's in it for them? Um, and so, and I think the format's really important here. I like to use snappy bullet points because, you know, again, we got subject line opener. And then this, a lot of times if you open an email, especially on your phone, if that's in the kind of in your viewport, your eyes are going to go straight to the bullets. And this is the juicy part of the state, right? This is, this is really what you want them to see anyway. So that bullet point kind of gives you an insurance policy that even if they flip through and skip the first paragraph, they're going to get to the thing that you really wanted to share. And I may often bold the line above this to kind of draw attention to it as well. I kind of look at it from the perspective, like give them a reason not to ignore the rest of the message. Yeah. One of the things that I find is super powerful in messaging, especially if I'm trying to recruit somebody, is what is that person's career wound? Yeah. Can I address some sort of pain point that maybe we can help them fill? And it's kind of easy to hit because if you think about it, most people that are in a role right now are moving for a couple different reasons. One being growth, the next one being leadership or their management, and then the unknowns of what's happening in the company. So people, they're underutilized, underchallenged, or overmanaged. Yep. So I can poke those three areas and essentially be able to say, hey, look at you may be feeling this way. I don't know if you are, but if you are, we should talk. 
Yes. And there's pretty good data out there that about 70% of people feel that way. Yeah. And obviously you're the, you're the expert on those specifics, but that, that makes a ton of sense to me that you kind of have the three leading causes of, of feeling unappreciated or, or maybe even if you're not actively looking, the inkling that you might be open to another idea for a career change and you're, you start, you start agitating that, that problem just a little bit in that email. And it, it may, yeah, it may push them over the edge to be like, you know what, I'm not looking for a new job, but this guy seems to really understand me, uh, you know, at the surface level, at least. And I, sh I should have a conversation with them. And that's really what people want. We just want to be understood. Yes. They want to be heard, right? Yes. So we've laid out that piece. And then what's the fifth piece? Yeah, the last one is the, the closing or the call to action, the clear, the clear ask. I like to keep this super simple. A lot of my emails with, with this format will end with, are you interested? That's not asking like, will you come work for us? Or can you fill out an application? But simply, are you interested? Because that lets, that's an easy yes, right? And if it's a heck no, it's going to be a heck no, regardless of what your email said. And you want to know that so you can move on. But are you interested? It's like a softer, but still requires a response. Simply putting all this work in, having bullet points and being like, thanks for your time, Dustin. You've never, you haven't instructed them on what to do next. But if you say, are you interested? They know that there's, and I bold that typically, are you interested? And then I close with best Dustin. And then I'll typically in my closure, I like to put just like a single link to my website. Um, and, you know, just because we don't want to overload them with information. And if you put more than one link, you're likely going to spam, but one link gives them the option if they feel comfortable to click over and see what you're about, see more about your company, but it doesn't have the pressure of, you know, review our media guide or here's our HR manual like <laughs> and all our benefits. You're, you're not trying to marry before you're dating. Um, and this is really asking for the first date and trying to get them to say, are you interested in like maybe meeting for coffee at this point? Because, you know, we've we've broken past the stranger status and now we're moving into having a discussion. Exactly. Just being able to say, hey, I'm here to listen. We should meet. Yep. Asking for the date. Can you imagine going to a dating website not asking for a date? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, luckily, I've been married for 21 years because I think I would be a disaster on dating websites. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I can definitely see the uh, the analogy there between recruiting and, and uh, dating. There's a, a lot of similarities. So many similarities. Dustin, we're getting pretty close on time. What would be two or three key takeaways you can give the audience that can plug into the business today? Well, I would say just be really thoughtful about how you're putting out your pitch emails or your recruiting emails Follow this five-step framework. Again, make it once as a master, and then you can reuse it and customize it for each of those candidates. I think having this tool in your toolbox is really powerful. And then as we said earlier, if you need to take little bite-sized pieces of it as needed to put in different formats, do it. But at least you've got this as your, your cornerstone content. So perfect. Dustin, hey, thanks so much for your time investment today. And I welcome you to the Higher Power Rated community. Now, what would be the best way in which members of the audience can find you, find your company, all the good stuff? Absolutely. Simplesuccesscoaching.com is my home base. If people want to shoot me an email, it's uh, Dustin, D-U-S-T-I-N at simplesuccesscoaching.com. I'm happy in that case. Let me know where you heard me from Rick or shoot me something on LinkedIn. And I've, I'll send you actual emails that I've sent out using this format, like real emails that have worked. So you can copy and paste them and modify them as needed if that's a helpful tool. Do you giving away free snacks too? I might be able to work <laughs> something out. Yeah. Hit me up. Hit me up for some Fire Creek snacks too. Oh, uh, dude, buddy. All right. Well, I want to thank you for attending this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. Please subscribe and review and share the podcast if you're listening. We welcome your feedback and we want to continue to make this show great for you. 
You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or you can drop me an email at rickatstridesearch.com. Tune in next Tuesday. Our guest is going to be Robert Huddock. Robert is the managing attorney of Huddock Employment Law Group. Yes, we're talking about employment law, guys. I know it's not super exciting, but we're going to make it really good for you. It's stuff you got to know. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to hiring success, Rick Gerard.